jayo radha madhava kunja bihari jayo radha madhava kunja bihari Jai Gopi Janavallabha Kirvardhari Jai Gopi Janavallabha Kirvardhari Yashodanandana Brajajaniranjana Yashodanandana Brajajaniranjana Yamunatira Vanechariya Yamunatira Vanechari Jayo Radha Madhava Kunja Vihari Jaiyo Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vashadigor Bhakta Vrinda Jaiyo Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vashadigaur Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.
हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे रामा राम राम हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे जय प्रभुपदा 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 श्रीला प्रभुपदा जय जय प्रभुपाद 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 जय जय प्रभुपाद जयम विष्णुपाद परमहंस परिवर्जकाचार्य अस्तोत्तर सत श्रीमदीश डिवाइन ग्रेस ऐसी भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी शिल प्रभुपाद की श्री श्री गौर नित्याय की जय श्री श्री राधा वल्लभ की जय श्री श्री जगन्नाथ बलदेव सुधरमाई की अनंत कोटि वैष्णव वृंद की नित्य गौर प्रेमानंदे ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो 
ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा वेकिंग अप ओके सो टुडे वी आर रीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद् भागवतम कैंटो नंबर सेवन चैप्टर नंबर टू टेक्स्ट नंबर फिफ्टी वन सो सेवन पॉइंट टू पॉइंट फाइव वन एंड द टाइटल ऑफ द चैप्टर इज हिरना कश्यपु किंग ऑफ द डिमंस व्हाट डू थिंक ऑफ द टाइटल द किंग ऑफ द डिमंस एवरीबडी लाइक्स टू बी किंग या राजा नो वी आर द किंग बट व्हाट अबाउट दिस टाइटल किंग ऑफ द डिमंस नॉट मेनी ऑफ अस वुड लाइक दैट टाइटल या <laughs> to be king of something else we might accept it not that as devotees we aspire for that either but king of the demons is a really really fascinating topic actually nothing that definitely any of us would aspire for in any case let's go to text number 51 kulinga mitunam tatra vicharat samadrishyata tayoho kulingi sahasa लुब्धा के ना प्रलोभिता कुलिंगा मिथुन तत्र विचरत समृश्यता तयोहो कुलिंगी सहसा लुब्धा के ना प्रलोभिता कुलिंगा मिथुन तत्र विचरत समृश्यता तयोहो कुलिंगी सहसा लुब्धा के ना प्रलोभिता कुलिंगा मिथुनम तत्र विचरत समृश्यता तयोहो कुलिंगी सहसा लुब्धा के ना प्रलोभिता कुलिंगा मिथुन तत्र विचरत समृश्यता तयोहो कुलिंगी सहसा लुब्धके प्रलोभिता कुलिंगा मिथुन तत्र विचरत समृश्यता तयोहो कुलिंगी सहसा लुब्धके ना प्रलोभिता कुलिंग मिथुन ऐ फेयर ऑफ मेल एंड फीमेल बर्ड्स नोन एज कुलिंग तत्र देया वेयर द हंटर वाज हंटिंग विचरन वंडरिंग समृश्यता ही सो तयोहो ऑफ द फेयर कुलिंगी द फीमेल बर्ड सहसा सडनली लुब्धकेना बाय द हंटा प्रलोभिता एलुवट 
Translation. While wandering in the forest, the hunter saw a pair of Kulinga birds. Of the two, the female was captivated by the hunter's lure. While wandering in the forest, the hunter saw a pair of Kulinga birds. Of the two, the female was captivated by the hunter's lure. Okay, there is no purport to this. You know, so I'm just going to read some more and then we'll take it from there. There's no purports for the next two or three verses actually. Text number 52. Sasajata sichas tatriyam mahishya kalayantrita kulingastam tatha pannam nirikshaya bhrisha dukkhita snehat akalpa kripannaha kripannam prayaladeve Pariyadevayat Translation Oh Queen, so see if you can keep up with the storyline of what is happening. Yeah? What happened in this translation, the one that we just recited together? The female bird was captivated by the hunter. Yeah? So in the next few verses we just get the kind of whole story actually, you know, until the purport starts. So the female bird is captivated by the hunter. Just pictureize yourself. Somewhere in the forest there's a hunter, there's a female bird, probably on the branch somewhere. And the hunter is captivating the female bed. Of course, to, to kill her, right? That's, that's the storyline. Next one. Translation. O queen of Suyojana. The, so, O queens of Suyojana. The male Kulinga bird, seeing his wife put into the greatest danger in the grip of providence, became very unhappy. Because of affection, the poor bird, being unable to release her, began to lament for his wife. So what is happening now? The female, the male bed, after the female bed has been captivated by the hunter, is beginning to lament. That's natural, right? For the husband bed to be lamenting for the wife bird. Text number 53. There's no purport to this either. Aho akaruno devaha istriya karunaya vibhu kripannam mam anuso chantya dinaya kim karishyati. Translation. Alas, how merciful is providence. My wife, unable to be held by anyone, is in such an awkward position and lamenting for me. What will providence gain by taking away this poor bird? What will be the profit? What happened now? What happened? Anybody following? <laughs> no? Yes? Who's lamenting? The male bird is lamenting. Why? Because the female bird has been hunted. And what did he say in his lamentation? See if you can pick up this line. What will providence gain by taking away this poor bird? So when the wife has been lost, the husband is saying, what will the Lord gain by taking her away? That's his first lamentation, which is almost like pointing a finger to the Lord, yeah? To say, why did you do this to me? That is kind of what we also see a lot of times, yeah? Especially in non-devotee circles. This is the first reaction of people in general. Why did this happen to me? Why couldn't anybody else? Why did you take her away? Why did you take him away? Why did you take my parents away? What will you gain out of this? I was so happy living with them. Why did this happen to me? Very natural, yeah? So Bhagavatam is bringing this natural disposition when somebody is bereaving. Text number 54. Kamanayatu mam devaha kim aradhenatmano hime dine na jivata dukham anena vidura yusha. Translation If unkind providence, in other words, the Lord is so unkind, yeah? The, if unkind providence takes my wife 
takes away my wife, who is my, who is half my body, why should he not take me also? So second lamentation, if you were so merciless Lord to take her away, and if you have, then you might as well take me away as well. This is separation, yeah? Believing in separation. He not me take, he, no, he not take me also? What is the use of my living with half of my body? Bereaved by loss of my wife, what shall I gain in this way? Text number 55. Katham twa ajata prakshamstam matra hinam vibharmeham nanda bhagya pratikshante nire maam mataram prajaha Translation. The unfortunate baby birds bereft of their mother. Whom is he talking about now? His children. The mother is gone. He's talking about his children. So firstly, he said, why did my wife go away? Secondly, he blamed the providence. Thirdly, he's saying, why not take me also away? And now he's gone to the children. And what does he say? The unfortunate baby birds bereft of their mother are waiting in the nest for her to feed them. They are still very small. The children are small, yeah? They are still very small and have not yet grown their wings. So keep this in mind as well. His lamentation is even more because the mother has been removed when the children are small, still young. For those of us who are married and have children, this is also another big fear of us, naturally speaking. If the children are too small, the parents have this big fear to say, what if we are removed? What will happen to the children? When they are a little bit bigger, you know, 18, 19, 20 years, then a little bit of comfort comes in to say, yep, no, they can manage it from here. But this situation is such that the children beds, what do you call them, bedlings? Yeah, is it? What do you call children beds, small beds? Is the bedlings a word? Chick, no? No? Anyway, the chick beds, no? They are very, very small. So small that they cannot even fly out of their nest early days. How shall I be able to maintain them? This is his next lamentation. Now the mummy is gone. How will the daddy maintain all the young, young birdlings? Now Prabhupada writes a purport. Purport. Omagyanati mirandhasya, jnananjana shalakaya, chakshurun militam yena tasme shri guruve nama, nama om vishnu padaya krishna prasthaya bhutale, shri mate bhakti vedanta swami niti namine, namaste saraswate deve, gauravani pracharine, Nirvisesha Sunyavadi Pashyatya Desa Tarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vashadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Now let's relish Srila Prabhupada's purport. Prabhupada writes, two paragraphs. The bird is lamenting for the mother of his children because the mother naturally maintains and cares for the children. Yamaraj, however, in his guise of a small boy, has already explained that although his mother left him uncared for and wandering in the forest, 
the tigers and other ferocious animals had not eaten him. So all this story that we were looking of, that we were hearing about the two birds is narrated by Yamraj you know, to somebody's wife, which I'll explain a little bit later. So just know that this Yamraj is speaking and Prabhupada is commenting on that. Prabhupada continues. The real fact is that if the Supreme Personality of God had protects one, even though one may be motherless and fatherless, one can be maintained by the goodwill of the Lord. Otherwise, if the Supreme Lord does not give one protection, one must suffer in spite of the presence of his father and mother. Another example is that sometimes a patient dies in spite of good physician and good medicine. Thus, without the protection of the Lord, one cannot live with or without parents. Next paragraph. Another point in this verse is that fathers and mothers have protective feelings for their children, even in bird and beast society, not to speak of human society. Kali Yuga, however, is so degraded that a father and mother even kill their children in the womb of, on the plea of their scientific knowledge that within the womb the child has no life. Prestigious medical practitioners give this opinion and therefore the father and mother of this day kill their children within the womb. How degraded human society has become. Prabhupada has put an exclamation mark as well. Generally, he avoids exclamation marks in his purpose, but Prabhupada has got one here. Their scientific knowledge is so advanced that they think what, that within the egg and the embryo there is no life. Now these so-called scientists are receiving Nobel Prizes for advancing the theory of chemical evolution. But if chemical combinations are the source of life, why don't the scientists manufacture something like an egg through chemistry and put it in an incubator so that a chicken will come out? What is the answer? With their scientific knowledge, they are unable to create even an egg. Such scientists are described in Bhagavad Gita as Maya Parthanyana, fools whose real knowledge has been taken away. They are not men of knowledge, but they pose as scientists and philosophers, although their so-called theoretical knowledge cannot produce practical results. So, what is happening? In this section of the Srimad Bhagavatam, in this episode, Unfortunately, but real fact of life is that we are talking about death. And Bhagavatam does not shy away at all, you know, when it comes to the topic of death. It's a topic that not many people in the ordinary course of life would want to talk or hear or even contemplate about. But Bhagavatam doesn't shy away. So whole of this uh, current two chapters, we are on Kanto 7, the first two chapters, yeah? literally just entered Kanto 7 in the recent past. And the whole theme of this chapter at the moment is death, yeah? inevitable. Now this also uh, incidentally is a very prevalent topic in the Melbourne community. You know? And for that matter actually throughout the world because in the recent past, uh, almost like during, not almost, yeah, during COVID and post-COVID arena, we have become you know, so much of aggrieved with all these news of death. You know? During COVID days, so many deaths in all parts of the world, including uh, India, in Australia, in Melbourne, you know. And we have got so much uh, used to now receiving the bad news, you know, that most, mostly parents, because uh, you know, we are at that age when you know, we are in our 30s, 40s, we have children. Yes, I'm talking much, mostly about the Melbourne community, you know. We have got some new generations of kids coming out, you know. You are in an elderly person now, <laughs> because there are so many of younger kids roaming around in the courtyard, it almost looks like we are grandparents now, you know. So like that, and because of that, naturally, you know, the demographic is such that our parents are aging more and more, 
and uh, and that no unfortunately that inevitable bad news comes so bhagwatam prepares us for that unfortunate situation of bereaving you know when death comes so it brings it again and again so in this section of shrimad bhagwatam uh, what happened at can at the end of canto 6 uh, we see that uh, hiranyakashipu and Hiranak, hiranyaksha have been killed by the lord by the incarnation of the, by the lord by lord varaha he killed uh, hiranyaksha and by lord uh, Hiran, uh, narsimhadev who has killed hiranyakashipu so when that is happening then uh, parikshit maharaj is asking a question to sukhdev goswami on the bank of ganges to say doesn't it seem of course parikshit maharaj knows the answer but you know for you and my benefit he poses this question to say doesn't it seem like apparently the lord favors his devotees but he is impartial towards his not, no, those who are not his devotees so seems like he is unfavorable and impartial towards the non devotees who is who hiranyakashipu and uh, and uh, and uh, hiranaksha no so these two demons have been killed but on the other hand he has been very favorable towards uh, prahlad maharaj so doesn't it seem like that the Lord is partial? And how can the Lord be partial when the Lord is absolute? Absolute means what? There is no two-ness in him, no? There is only one. He is just one, absolute. So how can he have one kind of disposition towards one group of people and the other towards the other? Now to answer this question, now you have to really be awake now <laughs> because Bhagavatam is getting into a nested conversation. There is conversation inside a conversation, inside a conversation will probably drop to level 5 conversation. So see if you can catch me yeah? or if, see if you can catch uh, Sukhdev Goswami. Hmm? So what Sukhdev Goswami is saying that in, answer to, to, in order to answer you this question, I'm going to bring you an episode regarding Hiranyakashapu and uh, Hiranaksha. And then he says that when Hiranak, who let me first tell you who Hiranakashipu is before I tell you what happened to him. No? So it is in our case as well. It is very important to know the position of a person before you can understand his action. Hmm? There are two things: position and action. A person in a position may act differently from a person who is not in that particular position. So position is important. So he now tells him about his position. And then he says, I'll take you to another episode altogether. Now the camera is moving, <laughs> so the speaker is moving and the camera is also moving, so keep moving with us. So now we go into the area where the, uh, where the Rajasuya Yagya is being performed and we are all familiar with this. So we won't zoom into that, but just take yourself there. In the Rajasuya Yagya what is happening, that uh, the Lord Krishna beheads Shishupal. Hmm? After he has reached his quarter of sinful activities, Krishna kills him. No? And when Krishna kills him, Yudhishthar Maharaj gets very, very perplexed. Hmm? It is not unnatural for pure devotees to get perplexed in our scriptures. Why? Because Krishna puts them into this perplexity so that some message can come out for you and me. Hmm? So Yudhishthar Maharaj gets perplexed to say, Shishupal was such a uh, demoniac mentality, personality, fine Lord killed him, that is fine, no problems at all, because he had to be annihilated. But, why did the Lord give him liberation? Because Yudhishthar Maharaj saw that when Shishupal was killed by Krishna, Shishupal merged into the Lord's body. It's one of the five types of liberation. So why did he deserve that? Shouldn't he be, you know, pushed down into the hellish conditions of life and not merge back into the Lord's body? Why did he deserve that? Now, why that happened, 
we're not going to go into that today. <laughs> That's another storyline for another day. But what we do pick up in terms of the context that we are talking about is that at that point of time, Narad Muni appears on the scene. So now the microphone is with Narad Muni. Hmm? So Narad Muni tells Yudhishthar hmm, who Shishupal is. And Narad Muni tells Yudhishthar that actually Shishupal is Jay and Vijay. Hmm? They are the personal gatekeepers of the Lord in the Vaikuntha planet. Once upon a time, the four Kumaras who tried to enter the Vaikuntha planets and then there was a, you know, an, uh, an argument between them at the gate of the Vaikunthas and then the four Kumaras cursed Jay and Vijay. Hmm? And that's another long story for another day. But when Jay and Vijay were cursed, at the end of the day, the Lord asked them to go to the material world and take three births. Sometimes we also hear that they took four beds actually. No, it doesn't really matter too much. But let's just stick with three for now. They took two, three beds. And who were those three beds that Jay and Vijay took? Firstly, or not firstly? Let me... Hmm? Hiranaksha, Rinnakashapu. Was that the first one? Yeah, that was the first one. That is true. Then Ravan and Kumkaran. Yeah. And then Shishupal and... Yeah, so we, if you can't remember all that, don't worry, just zoom into Shishupal because that's the personality that we are picking on at the moment. Yeah, He was the one who was beheaded by Krishna. And that's why Adhisthar Maharaj got bewildered. So now we establish the position of Shishupal. No? He is either Jay or Vijay, I don't know who, one or the other, hmm? in the Vaikuntha planets. So he's come down to facilitate the Lord's in, uh, advent into the material world for the performance of all the Lord's sweet pastimes. So then... Uh, what have we seen so far? As I said, the topic for today, unfortunately, is what? Death. First, we saw that Hiranaksha and Hiranakashapu were killed by the Lord himself. So, one set of deaths. Then we saw that Shishupal has been killed. And then what happens after that? So, at the moment, what we are seeing is that Hiranakashapu who is lamenting for the, at, that, at this point in time, the story goes back into some time, and Hiranakashapu now talks. So Hiranakashapu is talking to his relatives that don't lament for the departure of Hiranaksha. Now Hiranakashapu is totally outraged at the moment. He is super duper angry with the Lord to the point that he wants to sabotage all ritualistic activity whatsoever, because he thinks once we stop the feed, of the sacrifice to the Lord, he will become powerless or his power may reduce and that's when I can attack him and he literally wants to kill Lord Vishnu. Hiranakashapu wants to kill Lord Vishnu, which we know is not possible, but that's his foolish endeavor. Hmm? So when that happens and he's seeing, and, and on one hand Hiranakashapa has been killed, Hiranakashapu is lamenting, the family members are also bereaving. So Hiranakashapu being the Lord, leader of the pack, counsels his relatives to say, don't lament. And then he gives nice philosophies, very, very nice philosophies actually, you know, that you are not the, he was not the body, we are not the body, we are the soul, so on and so forth. So there's no, there's no fault in his philosophy. And that's the message for us to learn as well. When demons, we also find that demons also understand and speak philosophy. We saw this in Ravan as well, you know, for those of us who may be familiar with the Ramayana. The demons know and speak philosophy, but they don't intend to follow it. Whereas devotees know and understand philosophy and they intend to follow it. 
Time to time there may be slippages, that's, no, that's natural as well. There could be accidents, there could be intentional mistakes, there could be uh, unavoidable mistakes, all those things happen and Krishna has got no concessions for certain things like that. But the demons have no will whatsoever to follow the philosophy. If anything, they will want to misuse the philosophy to their advantage. But in this case, we see Hiranyakashapu speaks very nice philosophy. In fact, actually, if you take out Hiranyakashapu said, it almost sounds like Bhagavad Gita, you know, <laughs> that Krishna is speaking. It is so paka, so like that. So then he is uh, uh, counseling his relatives not to lament for the departure of Hiranyaksha. But what happens? The relatives are still crying. He is seeing that they are not coming out of the bereavement. Then Hiranyakashapu puts another, brings in another storyline. He says, in this story, what happened is that, now picture who is talking, yeah? We have gone few levels down now. So, in this story, there was a king who, this is Hiranyakashapu telling his relatives, yeah? That once upon a time, there was a king whose name was Yojana. And that king, in a battle, was killed and he had several queens and those queens were lamenting. So, he's telling one set of people who are lamenting, about a story where another set of people were lamenting. <laughs> so, lamentation in a lamentation, hmm? that they were lamenting. And he said when they were lamenting, hmm, uh, many, uh, uh, many attempts were made you know, to, to get them out of their bereavement, uh, but there was no tolerance from the wives of Suyojana. To the point that the queens did not even want the body of Suyojana to be burnt. They wanted the body to be there so you know they can continue to see their dear husband. So when nothing was working at that point in time, I'm sure some of us are probably getting a headache now <laughs> in terms of the personalities. At that point in time, Yamaraj appears at the scene where Suyojana's body is lying and the wife of Suyojana are lamenting. So when Yamaraj appears, he appears as a five-year-old boy and he starts his attempt to counsel the wives of Siyojana. Who is telling all this? Uh, uh, Sukhdev Goswami is telling Parikshit Maharaj that once upon a time, Narad Muni told all this to Yudhishthar and in that story, Siyojana was killed when Hiranyakashapu was counselling his wives or his relatives. He was telling what Siyojana's wives were going through. In there, Yamaraj has appeared <laughs> who is telling the wives of Siyojana to calm down. Hmm? So, so many personalities are talking but it doesn't really matter. What matters most is the message that we can get out of it. Yeah? We are talking about two things, lamentation and pacification. Hmm? There is a death, there is many deaths now. We are talking about lamentation from one group and some attempt of pacification from the other. So now, Yamaraj tells the wife of Siyojana that don't lament, he is not the body, he is the soul, etc., etc., didn't work. And then Yamaraj pulls in this particular story that once upon a time, <laughs> you're supposed to be crying, not laughing, by the way. We're talking about death. Hare Krishna. What does Yamarat say? Once upon a time, there were two birds. Huh? Now we penny drops, yeah? We are on the waist now. Once upon a time, there were two birds. They were the Kulinga birds. And the male bird and the female were sitting on the branch and they had baby birds. Very, very baby birds to the point that the birds, the young ones had not even yet learned how to fly. And a uh, hunter arrives 
to hunt and of course he shoots the female bird by captivating her by with some bait or whatever and the male bird is lamenting for the loss of the female bird his wife and in that lamentation he say he does and says few things one of the thing he says is that you tell me what are some of the things he says in some particular order if we can go raise your hand maybe you know what benefit does the lord get by doing it so he's lamenting and also pointing the finger to the lord to say why did you do this next thing little louder so everybody can hear yeah yeah then he said in the courtyard you kids speak so loud <laughs> that we are in trouble <laughs> in the temple room although you've got the right answer but so much of you know so much of quietness yes so you're correct you know that uh, no why don't you take me also what will you gain out of this what profit you get and what will you gain out of this then anything else we can remember in his lamentation mataji's ah this this is coming from a mother naturally like you know like that madly you know lady bhava first thing the mind goes to the children who will maintain the children now that you know and this is a headache for the father to be honest if the if the mother is removed it's a headache for if a I don't know whether I'm saying this right actually but I think I'm right you know if 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 we lose the father mother can maintain the children better hmm? because of that madly bhavar and all that but you now if the mother is removed it's a nightmare for the father and I'm talking just not on philosophy I'm talking with my own experience you know uh, not that it has happened to me but I know it will be very difficult for me to raise my son you know uh, without the without the mother so like that so so he's saying what why why don't you take me also what profit do you get how who will maintain the young children the young beds yeah anything else he said i think that were probably the key points yeah so this is uh, the lamentation of the kulinga bed when the kulingi bed has been killed by the hunter when hirnakashapu tells this story to his relatives quoting this story where yamaraj has told the siyojana wives the wives are the relatives are still lamenting hirnakashapu's relatives are still lamenting for the loss of hirnaksha so nothing seems to be working and then hirnakashapu tells the final part that yamaraj told the story to siyojana's wife that if you continue to lament this is the punch line yeah applicable to us as well if you continue to lament the loss of your dear ones rest assured those who have left us are not going to come back if we continue to lament for those loved ones that we have lost our parents whoever whoever no matter how much of lamentation you go through lamentation is natural by the way how much of lamentation you go through they are not going to come back but something else will happen what is that that the rest of us who are still alive are getting nearer and nearer to death very very heavy yeah he tried all the sweet words which didn't work then he dropped in this heavy words to say if you continue to lament for the lost ones they are not going to come back so it's almost please stop this but in the meantime you are using your valuable time because you yourself we ourselves are going closer to death so rather focus on those who are alive rather than those who are dead there's his final point and then siyojana's wives come down and they allow for the body to be bent and the story goes forward so propad in his purport wrote no that 
so having understood all that, Abhishek Prabhupada in his purport wrote that the male bed is lamenting for the female bed, Kuling, Kulinga is lamenting for Kulingi, and that is natural. But Prabhupada says that Mare Krishna Rakheke, Rakhe Krishna Mareke, you know, that's what he wrote in English. He said that if the Lord wants to protect somebody, nobody can kill him. And if the Lord wants to remove somebody, nobody can protect him. To the point, Prabhupada says, whether parents are there or not there. Hmm? If the Lord wants to protect them, the existence of the parents does not matter. And if the Lord wants somebody to be removed, the existence of the parents does not intervene, does not impede the Lord's will. So, so we think that the parents are maintaining us. Is that right or wrong? When we were children, we think that our parents are maintaining us. Is that right or wrong? What do you think? Huh? Sorry? Yeah, it seems correct, yeah? To me, it also seems correct. But we, I think, what of, what a lot of the times what we fail to understand is who are the parents protected by? <laughs> and there's ultimately the Supreme Lord sitting on the top. Hmm? So if we, if we have faith that our parents are maintaining us and, and, and caring for us and all that, that is correct. But it has to be in, in, uh, in uh, conduence, you know, with the fact that there's a Supreme Lord sitting on the top. And if the Lord is not there, then our job, our boss, our employer, our you know, parents, nobody will be able to protect us. So be sheltered, but they should always be in connection to the Lord. You know? All our facilities, you know, all, everything comes in connection with the Lord. Who supplies us air to breathe? Parents? Hmm? That gives you the answer immediately. Yeah. Who gives us the air to breathe? How many of us can survive without oxygen for more than two minutes? But we take it for free, yeah? free of charge. Are parents pumping in the oxygen in our body? No, it has to be the Supreme Lord who is supplying it. What we do, our contribution to the air is that we pollute it. <laughs> that is our contribution. <laughs> our contribution to the water is that we pollute it. We can't even drink it. <laughs> that, the Lord supplies pure water from the rainfall. But we have polluted it with so much of plastic bottles. No, that we can't even drink it. So, the Lord is always there. He supplies the food, He supplies the air, He supplies the water, He supplies everything. He's our Supreme Father. He loves us more than anybody else. It's just that we are not able to, uh, not able to acknowledge you know, the depth of His care for us. So, Prabhupada says, Krishna you know, is the Supreme Father. You know? Just surrender unto Him and everything will be taken care of. Prabhupada also wrote in the purport about the premature termination. Hmm? That topic is a little sensitive as well. You know that the caring nature of the parents towards the children is, uh, is found not only in the human society, but Prabhupada said we can see that that exists also in the birds and the beast society. They care for the parent, for the children. But the other, you know, those who are on the animalistic platform, the animals, the aquatic lives and all those, they continue to care for their children. But the human beings have de uh, degraded so much you know, that they are willing to kill their own children. And Hiranyakashapu was another example. He tried to kill his own son, Prahlad Maharaj. And in the modern society, we see so much of, you know, uh, termination going on. So Prabhupada said that is, why that is happening? Because the modern scientists who are the rascals, Prabhupada says, they are propagating this, that when, you know, when there is the connection of the, of the, uh, of the fertilization in the womb of the mother, the scientists proclaim that there is no life. Life comes from matter. And what did Prabhupada write? Prabhupada's famous book, Life Comes From? 
Life comes from life. No? So Prabhupada said, you know, there is life in the womb on when? When does the life in the womb of a mother start? On which particular day of the nine months that the, that the fetus, the baby is in the womb of the mother? At what point in time the life starts? Conception. Hmm? Conception on day one, day two, day three. What do you think? Hmm? Day one. It almost starts at day zero to be honest. Or day minus, almost like minus. Why? Because Bhagavatam tells us, uh, how does that which start? We memorized it together. Karma deva naitrena jantur deho papate istriya pravishta udaram pumsareta kanashraya. You know? so, the, so the life, the soul takes shelter in the, in the sperm of the father. You know? And then it is injected in the womb of the mother. So the soul exists already in the sperm of the father. So it's almost like even before conception, you know. The soul has to be there. And then it is injected. So life comes from life, you know. Bhagavatam is very categorical on that. So then what does all this mean to us on the topic of death? We have been speaking so much about death. How do we prepare for death? So Bhagavatam, as I said, you know, warns us about death is because it is something that all of us have to go through, unfortunately. And it is very, very painful. Painful for both those who die and those who lose the near and dear ones. No. And, and as I said, you know, most of us have lost somebody in the recent past. So it's, it's very, very painful actually. So the best way to avoid this pain is not to die. The best way to avoid the pain of death is not to die. But we have got one more death to tolerate in our cases. We have tolerated, we have gone through so many deaths, you know, that it is, Prabhupada says, millions and millions of lifetimes we have gone through, we have taken birth and death, you know, and died. So one more, you know, Prabhupada, you know, Prabhupada says, make this the you know, one lifetime, finish it off. No, no more experiences of dying or, you know, crying for somebody who have lost or letting others cry when we go. So stop this, you know, remove ourselves from the cycle of birth and death. Now, what, you know, in our case, what is happening, you know, we are also like the Kulinga beds. We are, yeah. I will just pause for a few minutes, maybe, no? That will be the best thing to do. And, I'm, and I'll conclude very soon anyway. <clears throat> for those of you who are hearing on the audio, no? Srila Prabhupada is coming to leave for the Rath Yatra. So we will... Uh, we will just allow some time for Srila Prabhupada to leave.
Okay, Srila Prabhupada ki? Okay, I won't be too long. I'm just going to conclude now, yeah? So, so what we were saying, you know, that, uh, you know, uh, what, what lessons do we learn? And we stop it, and we stop there, yeah? The lessons that we learn is, of course, we also know, you know, that our time will also come. So, we got to prepare. What was the situation with the Kulinga and the Kulingi birds? His, his bereavement was aggravated due to the fact that the, that the children bird were very, very small, to the point they didn't even have wings to fly. Now, what we have in our case, we are also like those birds sitting on the branch. We are sitting on a branch that is breaking. Every single day the branch is breaking. Every day and night the branch is being cut by a black and a white mouse. And that is each day and each night. So the branch is breaking and we are sitting on the nest. Now one day the branch will crack fully and fall. What hope do we have? If by the time the branch breaks, we have developed our wings, then we can fly. But if we have not developed our wings by then, just as these birds were not able to develop their wings when disaster is struck, then when the branch drops, we are helpless to the point you know, that we are gone. So we know that we have the spiritual wings. Prabhupada has given us the spiritual wings. He has made us aware of the wings that we have that can make us fly, fly, fly all the way to Vaikuntha and get away from this misery of birth and death once and for all. So it is now in our hands whether we want to develop those wings or we wait for the branch to break. Now worse than not developing the wings is not being aware that we have wings. A lot of people out there are not even aware that they have wings to fly after death. That is worst. So what is our role? We have got two roles now, two responsibilities, heavy responsibilities. One is to develop our own wings so we can fly when the branch breaks. And also make others aware that they have the wings with which they can also fly when the branch breaks. And today is that absolute fantastic day of the Ratyatara. No? Because today we have got one advantage for those of us who are preaching devotees and especially you know, those who are on the preaching field. Today is that absolute advantage day. Why? Because a lot of times we have to go to those who don't know they have wings and tell them you have wings and educate them and preach to them and so on and so forth. Whereas today they walk, whereas today they walk to us. Huh? They literally walk to us. We are just so many of us in Dhoti Kurta. Know, roaming around in Ketani Gardens, that's all. If you just go in your Dhoti Kurta with the Tilak, people will come to you naturally. Oh no, I like, you know, what are you wearing? What is this Tilak mark for? What is this for? Carry your chanting beads. They will ask you so many questions. Hmm? We'll have to let Jagannath Balajasudra Mataji also go to Ratyatra. <laughs> because, because Prabhupada is not going to go alone. <laughs>
you hear the whistling wind when they carry puppy out? Where did they come from? I think it's a custom in Mayapur. It's a it's a custom in Mayapur. You know, when they make that sound, probably I encourage us to do it. I don't know, but I don't say it. Mm. But uh, but yeah, it's a, have you been to Mayapur? No. Yes. Yeah, so when you go to Mayapur, oh my God, this is like big time. Every uh. darshan of the Lord, you know, when the Lord comes, yeah. always, they will make that sound. It's supposed to be an official sound. It's like the Mexican wave at MCG. Uh, I was wondering whether I was <laughs> No, no, no. It's Mexican wave at the MCG. <laughs> it's like that. Leading up to? Yes, it's tomorrow, is it? Right? <laughs> yeah, I read 55, yeah. Okay. So tomorrow is 56, yeah. You need this also? It, this is yeah. like, by the way. Yeah. I can't read now. I've already read now. I'm just explaining. I'm about to conclude in tomorrow. Of course. But I stopped here. This is the book. There was the book. Big book here. You still have to read, huh? I finished 55, yeah. So what I say is you only this word. Yeah. Summary. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. 